Do you, EBO? Thanks, sir. We are going to chat with Eric Roark. He is director of research at Numbers USA. Happy to have him. Mayorkas apparently visited the border. Did he, like, go there for real, Eric? He did go there for real. Wow. Uh, I don't think... I don't think he's really done anything to uh, change the situation, but he did show up at least and make an appearance. Well, now we can't lie about what's going on there, but they tend to go to the places where everything's cool and smooth and just the regular gates where people come through like they're supposed to. They tend to go to those places and then report back, nothing to see here. That's usually what they do. Well, there's an election season coming up, so there is a push. Uh, Mayorkas is part of it to try to convince the American people that the border is actually secure. Uh, I'm not sure that that is very convincing to many people who are are paying any attention to what's going on. Right. So so what did he say? What did he say about his visit? Well, he still maintains the position that the border is secure and that they are managing the flow as as well as they can. And, And ultimately, Mayorkas's position is the border is secure, but the fact that it isn't is Congress's fault, and they better pass the laws that I ask them to, that I demand, uh, and if they don't, I won't enforce the laws that are already on the books. So his position has, has been consistent in that um, he only wants to enforce the laws which he agrees with, which basically means letting everyone in who wants to show up at the border, almost. Then Not he everyone. Sh- he should be kicked out everyone. of office then because he took a vow to keep us safe from foreign enemies and by letting people come across willy-nilly, that is the opposite of what he has sworn to do. He should be booted like his last name is Santos. Well, the Congress uh, does have... Two things. One is uh, they did introduce uh, impeachment, articles of impeachment. Uh, Speaker Johnson says that that will continue to progress, but also they have the power of the purse, and so they can either fund you know, the status quo or they can demand changes, and, and they have the ability to do that. And uh, the House did pass H.R. 2, a very good bill, which would uh, go a long way towards ending this border crisis, and right now the fight's going to be in the Senate whether the, the Senate is going to attach that to a must-pass uh, legislation. which yeah. And DHS funding will come up again in, in February. We, we always know it's going to be a problem in the Senate because six or seven years ago, all of the people who are in the Senate who are serving now on the left side of the aisle were all about keeping the border safe because that seemed to be what was getting them elected. Now they've flipped the script on it and act like they never said that, even though we can watch the video. So they're making it hard for this to get through because they just want to get reelected, they don't really care what happens in this country. Uh, it is, but it's going to be very difficult to make the argument that the status quo is acceptable. This is something that uh, we see in the cities in New York, uh, mm-hmm. Chicago, Boston, other other cities which are um, traditionally Democratic leaning, who who are pushing back and saying enough's enough. And there's a big rift that that is growing, and it's it's very difficult for for President Biden and the Democrats in the Senate to say. To, to run on the fact that we're going to keep the border open and, and, you know, threaten basically to shut the government down in order to keep the border open. Right. Something's got to be done. You know, they didn't care until it happened to them, and now it's happening to them, and they've got something to say. But can you even believe that right up the street from us, the mayor of St. Louis is saying, hey, all you illegals in Chicago coming over to St. Louis because we don't have enough problems? Well, uh, I guess I... I don't want to believe it, but I do because we are seeing this uh, at, at this point when, when we're seeing the pushback. It is um, surprising, to say the least, that a mayor would invite this kind of thing, seeing what's happened in other cities. But uh, 
you know that is that is something that the the voters in St. Louis, you know, and, and you know, it's a federal issue, right? The mm-hmm. federal government controls the border, but uh, state and local politicians do do have a role to play, positively or negatively, and to, to invite people in. Uh, who shouldn't be in the United States anyway is just going to, uh, I, I think, cause uh, problems with, with the voter base uh, in St. Louis. Yeah, well, maybe the mayor of St. Louis should look for a second at what happened in New York where Adams is, like, blaming the federal government for having to cut billions of dollars from city programs. But it's it, he's not wrong. It is the federal government who needs to do something about the border. Yeah, fifteen percent they cut uh, or will cut uh, in the coming years across the board. That's that's uh, pu- public education funding, uh, funding for police, first responders, and Mayor Adams has said explicitly this is due to the migrant crisis. And and you would think that other mayors would learn a lesson from that. Um, uh, obviously not in St. Louis, but again, we'll see how that all plays out. Yeah, and I don't expect you to know the exact wording of HR two or to have you like recite it like the Pledge of Allegiance, but. Basically, what does it say? Well, there's several things. Uh, it's a very good, very uh, strong bill. It raises the credible fear bar. So most people who are coming uh, to the border are showing up saying that, uh, you know, they have a credible fear that if they're returned to their home country, that they'll be persecuted. Uh, the, what H.R. 2 would do was to make them actually have to prove that, right? Because most people are, who are coming are not asylees. They're economic migrants. Mm-hmm. They want to get into the United States. They want to work. They want to be reunited with their family. And so this would make the burden of proof to say, yeah, w- there is actually a credible fear, uh, and they have to demonstrate that. I think one of the, the strongest parts of the, the bill is the Remain in Mexico. I mean, President Trump put that in place as an executive uh, order, this would make it permanent in law. And so if someone comes to the border and says, I want asylum, they're going to have to remain in Mexico while their case is adjudicated. Mm-hmm. And because most of them don't have uh, legitimate asylum claims, most of them aren't going to show up and make those claims. They're, right. they're going to remain in their home country because they're, they're coming to the border because they know they're going to re- get released into the United States. Uh, it also would make E-Verify uh, mandatory for right. employers. So okay. people who the job magnet, right, that would uh, cut that uh, way down. Mm-hmm. You know, there is a legal way for them to come to the country to work. There are work visas. They can do that. That is legal. It just they're not doing that. They're just coming across the border. And a lot of them will work under the table anyway when they get here because we do have people who will do that. But the bottom line is this will make it a lot easier to weed out some of the people who are not supposed to be here. And most of them don't pay taxes who are, you know, under the table. And then they send a bunch of money back to Mexico. Now, it's funny how the the El Presidente of Mexico was on board with the stay in Mexico thing while Trump was in office. Now all of a sudden it's just there's just no way, Jose, that that's going to happen since Biden's in office. Why do you think that flip happened? Well, simply because uh, President Trump was committed to the policy and President Biden is not. Uh, and you know the, the Mexican president is going to respond to pressures or influence that are put on him by our own president. Uh, president Biden has no desire to uh, enforce the law and to keep the border secure, and so that that's the big difference is the commitment to doing it. Um, you know, the, the, and the president has a lot of of leeway. Uh, that that's the role that Congress needs to step up. Because when we have a change in administration, you can see clearly the change in policy uh, at the border. And so Congress needs to, to act to make it permanent and to make sure that whoever is in office 
the border is secure. It's a national security issue. It's a public safety issue. It's a national sovereignty issue. Yeah, I, I agree. Somebody just told me I'm racist because I said no way, Jose. Is, uh, is Jose not a name that is allowed to? Can we not say that anymore? Just so stupid. Everybody's, it, y'all just folk, they're focusing on that instead of what we're talking about. But there are direct repercussions to cities where the, the migrants are coming in illegally and, and sucking up the resources. It's happening. So can you give an example of that before we let you go? Because something needs to be done. These cities are suffering. Well, we mentioned New York City, the 15% mm-hmm. across the board. Chicago is handing out $9,000, uh, aid to people in, in the city who show up illegally to, to house, for housing costs, you know, furniture, rent. Uh, it's, it's simply unsustainable and, you know, it's not, we're a very welcoming country, but we also have to recognize that there are limits to our generosity and we're seeing that play out in New York. Uh, we're seeing that play out in Chicago. St. Louis, I think, is going to be another example. And and I'll make the point, there's a lot of attention that was given to uh, Governor DeSantis and Governor Abbott for sending people to New York City. Most of the people are going either on their own or courtesy of our own federal government. Mm-hmm. And so most people showing up are going because that's a destination city. And the the resources are strained. I mean, Mayor Adams has been adamant about uh, the situation. He, he said, it's just, these are he, his words, it will destroy New York City if it continues. Right. And, and, and quite simply, it cannot continue. Well, and it can't continue. And they can blame Texas, they can blame Florida all they want, but when the bottom line comes down and they say, hey, where, where would you like to live in the U.S.? And they say New York or Chicago or wherever, that's, they either put them on a plane or a bus and that's where they send them. So the fact that... Uh, at taxpayer expense, right. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Wouldn't you love to be able to just go wherever you want and somebody do it for you? Wouldn't that be nice, Eric? That'd be great. Mm-hmm. I'd love $9,000 to help, you know, get a house and something, too. That, that'd be awesome. Eric Wark is director of research at Numbers USA, where they track things like this. Mayorkas visited the border, but the bottom line is the man is not doing his job and he needs to go. So, Eric, where do people learn more? Uh, NumbersUSA.com. We just launched a new site last week, so check it out and uh, take advantage of the action board and let your representatives know uh, what you want to see when it comes to immigration policy. Pass HR2. Good stuff. Pass HR2. Thank you, Eric. Thank you. Uh Uh-huh. Bye-bye.